Joel, use a fork. <laughs> Man, that'd be so good. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Quest for Pixels Conversation. The gaming podcast that brings you thrilling news and gaming discussions each and every week. Today is Saturday, January 12th, 2019 and this is Season 2, Episode 13. That's right folks, lucky number 13. I'm Tony Baker and joining me this evening is my friend and yours, Sheldon Benedict. Hola. And in the third chair, the one and only Joel Brooks, a.k.a. The Falcon. What is up, guys? Bonjour. That's French. Ooh, wait, wait. What's cracking? Crack-a-lackin'. So, things have been good. Things have been good. Sheldon, how you been? You weren't on last week's podcast. Uh, a lot better now that uh, I'm not working so much, and I got the whole job thing switched around, and I feel like things have normalized again. <laughs> No, it's not. It hasn't been too bad. I've been busy. Played a lot of games though. Did you? I have. So I swapped sides of the shift with for work. So I'm actually at my apartment now, the same time as my roommates. But the one guy, um, he's like been like a lifelong like family friend. He uh, he plays a lot of video games, and I've got him addicted to playing Switch. And we've been playing uh, Hello Neighbor on Switch. And the game is, like, broken anyway, but I feel like it's even more broken on Switch. I don't know why, but uh, we made it to, like, Act 3, and we lost one of the items, and we can't find it. And I'm pretty oh. sure that that's a game breaker, like... We, we like there's a, this umbrella item so whenever you use the umbrella like you can float like or fall slower and I got hit by like the trolley that runs around the house and when I did I dropped the umbrella <laughs> and now I can't find it and I'm pretty sure that's it so but I don't know it it was fun and I really want to know like what's at the end but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to play that game no more so we, we were playing a lot of that, and I was just kind of going through, like, the different, uh, like, the main titles that are on the Switch, and I'm pretty sure he's going to end up buying one now. We played some Smash, and we played some Splatoon, um, and we were playing, he really likes, uh, oh, what's the name of that game? The Beat-Em-Up that's like Smash that we were playing a lot of? <laughs> I forgot the Brawl. name. Brawl. He really likes that one. And then we we did play uh, No Heroes Here, which is that uh, like co-op tower defense game that um, Joel told me about. We were playing that, and once you get through the first uh, world, or not even like the last couple levels on the first world, you you have to have at least four players. Pretty much, it it gets really tough, <laughs> but. So I've been kind of playing a little bit of everything, and now been playing Mario. But Mario. Uh, I guess one thing outside of Nintendo is I got Fallout 4 on my laptop, yeah, my gaming laptop. So I've been playing that now too, which is it's it's wonderful to play that game with the specs turned all the way up, like ultra settings. And I'm playing it with a Nintendo Switch controller on my PC, and that's just like the best combination ever. You had that game before, didn't you? Or did yes, you not? I did. <laughs> I, I've bought it three times now. <laughs> I have it. I have it on PlayStation Four. I have it on Xbox One, and now I have it on PC. You can tell you're a real Nintendo guy because you know you're okay <laughs> with buying games multiple times. <laughs> no shit. Like they've just trained me to buy a game more than once. What yeah. about you guys? What have you been up to? Joel, you been playing any goodies lately? Yeah, I've been kind of just buying my time this week, waiting for Mario to come out on Friday. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just goofing around with uh, Brawlhalla, tried playing Smash without my GameCube controller uh, last night, and I couldn't. I just I couldn't even. No. Nope. I, uh, I gave her the old white girl try, and I just can't, couldn't even. <laughs> I can't even. Can't even do it. Literally can't even. 
So you went for a pumpkin spice latte instead. You please. <laughs> uh, played some Mario Kart. Nice. nice. My my son and his friends have been coming over and bugging me to play Mario Kart now, so they've been kicking me off of my Switch. <laughs> so on the one hand, I'm happy that they're playing video games together, and making yeah. friends. But on the other hand, it's get your own Switch. <laughs> get, your own Switch. get your own sandwich. That's get like Jason. So he started playing like the uh, the Cars three game on my Switch while they were up at the apartment this last week, and like literally he's never like played with one toy or sat through a movie like he's never done anything longer than maybe like 30 minutes he played the switch for like five hours that night we actually had to take it away from him to get him to go to bed and then first thing he did when they got home was ask jess for her switch <laughs> to play cars because and like i had to like walk her through signing into my account so she could download cars 3 on her switch and, like, he's been super addicted to it. Like, I never thought that I'd have to tell my kid to not play video games. Like, you have to, <laughs> you need to put it down and go to bed, kid. Yeah. It does awesome. make me proud at the same time, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking of of kids, my kid was just, he's two and a, and a bit now. And he was, he watches a lot of YouTube off what kids do when they do lazy parroting and give them a tablet. Um,. But he's been watching a lot of Let's Plays, just random Let's Plays with no like commentary of just of Mario. And every time really? he sees Mario, yeah, every time he says, sees Mario, he doesn't call it Mario. He just goes Yahoo, That's Yahoo, awesome. and he puts his arm up like this. It's hilarious. That's awesome. I'm like he truly is my child. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye every time. So happy. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should just subscribe to Quest for Pixels while you're at it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Games for me though this week uh, have been pretty light. I feel like I played something else, but I don't really remember. But basically, I was waiting for uh, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's a mouthful name. And uh, yeah, came out, got it on uh, Friday, and just been playing it ever since. Do you guys want to talk about our impressions of that a little bit? Yeah. I'll start because I'm raring to go here. Let's do it. So, I don't know. Did did both you guys have it on the Wii U? Yep. Yep. Okay. I did as well, and um, I was waiting for a long time to, to play this game again, actually. I was going to even uh, play it on my Wii U right before it got announced, but it was rumored for so long and rumored and rumored I held off on it, because it had, it had been a while since I played it, and it is one of my, um, I'd say it's one of my favorite of the new Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. uh, series, because we all know what the, we all know like the fault game like the art style is a bit generic it just doesn't really it doesn't really push anything you know it stays the biggest safe. the biggest problem with the new series is mario's like control like his physics i guess yeah i don't like my the thing i don't like the most is probably the music because that yeah. does get on my nerves that doo -doo, and i don't like how the characters dance to it like it was cute one time and then after that i'm just like enough you know? <laughs> like I, I don't i don't need that anymore but there's a lot of things that I do like about it. There's a lot of game to it. There's a lot of content, especially with the Luigi uh, U in there as well, which mm -hmm. is always nice. And they have the different modes, the challenge mode, the, the time attack mode. Those are really, 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 really fun. Like, And that, it's so weird that no one like was really talking about them leading up to the release of this game because it, they're, they're great modes. Yeah. And uh, the overworld, it just reminds me a lot of Super Mario um, world, which mm -hmm. is my favorite Super Mario game and my favorite game of all time. So that's probably why I like this game out of the most of the new Super Mario Bros. series because it reminds me the most of Super Mario World. Yeah, that's and, th like it's this new Super Mario Bros. game doesn't feel as generic as mm -hmm. all the others. Yeah, and you, you see some you see some some creativity, but they just don't they don't take it far enough you know like that yeah. uh, one van gogh level like that's it's stunning like when i first saw that on the wii u i was like god this is crazy and uh, i noticed i just started playing it on my tv for the first time i've been playing it primarily handheld because i played it at work don't tell my boss <laughs> and um then i played it at japanese school waiting for my daughter and yeah it looks really really good on on a big screen i'm surprised it seems a lot um crisper than I remember because I, I think it does bump it from 720 to 1080p on 
the Switch version, I believe. Yeah. So that's nice because I find the the art style doesn't even look as bad. Even when it's sharper, it looks more like it reminds me a lot of like having a Mario figure because it's got that kind of like sheen yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So like I think like plastic. So even like so it looks good on the Wii U. But on the Switch, the Switch has that extra, you know, processing power that I think they can actually, you know, it's holding a steady 60 frames and it's holding, I well, and because the Switch uses uh, dynamic scaling with uh, like your, uh, like going between resolutions or whatever. And the, uh, you know, on the Switch it's holding a solid, you know, 1080 or 900 80 whatever the hell they use you know and you can really tell like it's it's really fluent which is good with this uh this game because like i said you know like with mario's physics he's more floaty in this game and if you have like a drop in frame rate or anything like that or if it's sluggish it really throws you off and screws up like your jumps and stuff and your timing yeah with the um with the control scheme like i heard uh, game explain was did their review and and I, th I found it was kind of funny how he was like he was pretty much just shitting all over it basically which is fine because you know like you do tire on this kind of style of Mario game but yeah. one of his big complaints that I found was really weird is that he didn't like that the you can double tap the B button to do the spin jump really? which I don't like that either but I don't use that I just use the trigger and it seems just See, the same as before I use I uh, use the motion control I shake the controller God, <laughs> it's like it's actually one of the games that I like enjoy the motion controls in. See, I like that you can double tap B to do your spin move. Yeah, yeah. Because that's so funny that we all use different uh, controls. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing of it is that sometimes you get into some of those parts where you have to like do your spin jump and then jump off a wall and do, do like, yep. spin jump. And I just found myself sometimes having a hard time like making my brain like hit the trigger. Like yeah, so that I makes sense. That. Yeah, see, that's so weird that we all play it differently. I I would have expected everyone to be the same, but I guess not. <laughs> like using the I like on the Wii U, I use the trigger. Yeah, but on this with the Pro Controller, it's it's easy to just uh you know when you're when you jump just to shake the controller. That's true. The rumble on it is really good too. Have yeah. You yeah. The HD rumble is like really, really good in there. Yeah, I really forgot how good this game actually was. Oh, dude, like I've been missing, like, well, like Tony said, you know, I was actually going to jump back into this whenever we got moved into our house on my Wii U because I, all I have hooked up is my, uh, I have my Xbox One and my um, PlayStation and then my Switch. But my Wii U and everything's packed away so I can't really play the my Wii U games so this is one of the games I wanted to go back I actually wanted to pull back out and play so it's awesome that they brought this one over to the uh, switch because I actually favor 2d Mario's over 3d so yeah for sure like this was my first taste of the Wii U because I remember I bought the uh, Wii U for Christmas the year that the Super Mario Brothers U uh, game was bundled Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was my first game for, for a long time, and I beat it, and I went back, made sure I got all the points, and then I just never touched it for the rest of the generation. And especially with Odyssey it had just come out, it really reinforced the fact that I do not like 3D, like 3D platforming games. Like even now in 2018, they still can't figure out how to have the camera work properly. Yeah. And I just it made me really miss uh, 2D Mario, so I went back and I played uh, Super Mario World on the NES Classic, yeah, and uh, just really, really made me miss 2D Mario. So when this came out, I was like a no-brainer. I just I needed to have this game. Yeah, and like and like Tony said, there's this whole bunch of uh, all the there's into this game. There's a lot of content to the game, right? Even the game is easily worth rebuying for anybody that you know is thinking, well, I don't want to buy the same game over again. It's a really good package. You get a lot of extra stuff in there. Plus, if you didn't pick up the Luigi U, that's in there. All the different modes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff packed into this game. Yeah, that's pretty Like, I noticed going back and playing Luigi U again, 
that uh, the levels seem like they don't seem like I remember on the Wii U they seemed like really short. So did they say anything? Did they say anything um, as far as additions to this game? To like uh, levels or anything like that? If anything, they well they kind of took away some stuff actually because there's some stuff that they had on the gamepad that you can't do without yeah. the gamepad. Because there was that, uh, it's kind of like, I think it's called boost mode or something like that, and it was around, it worked around the gamepad. But no. I think for Luigi, they they made the time a little longer than it had before. I think is, it, is it still 100 seconds that you get on the clock there? Because I feel like it it was 100. Yeah, it was 100, but I think it's a bit more. On the I think screen. it so, is, and which allows you to play it uh, at a little more leisurely, right? So you're not running right th- there is Which a boost is, on this. Yeah, the I was going to say, I think there it's boost rush in this one. Hmm. Then it's not that, then it was something else. Because that's one the one where... Primarily. That's the one where somebody used the game ta- tablet and put the st- stuff under you, right? Like the blocks, yeah. they could add blocks under you and stuff. Yeah. Oh. That's the mode that I'm thinking of that they took away. It might not have been called boost, I don't remember if it, that was... But yeah, um, this... This game has, um, like, right now I'm playing a level and it looks just like Super Mario World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the uh, aesthetic you know, of it all looks just like it. They did add a lot of, uh, um, like, little cameos or whatever you want to call it, Easter eggs, <laughs> that are referring back to Super Mario World in this game. I remember noticing a lot of that stuff the first time I played through it on the Wii U. Yeah, I think this was the first time you saw Charging Chuck again for, like, yeah. the first time in a really long time. And that's what I liked. I was like, oh, man, it's like Mario work, you know? So, like, that was really exciting for me when I first played. So now, have you guys had the chance to play with Toadette? I haven't yeah. tried her yet. Yeah. It, it feels really good. Yeah. It feels really good. It feels like you're playing Super Mario Bros. 2. So I, that's what it reminds me of. They they all have their different, like, abilities and stuff like that in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Toad's super fast or whatever, and... Luigi's got his float jump. Yep, and then Toadette, when she's P-Jet, or, or whatever it is, she's, uh, she does have the float, but then she also has a, uh, like, if you press R, uh, when, after you jump, you get, like, a boost, mm-hmm. and then you and then you float with that as well. Yeah, man, the way have I've you... been playing it is I will go through the level and try to get as many as I can, and I go back and then use her, because it just makes it so much easier. So have you guys you tried... Boost. Have you guys tried Nabbit? No, because I'm not a punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just turned the kid, game. Though. I wanted to. Tr- I'm gonna try him. I don't get what they what they do to make it so easy with him. Like, is he just not like he just can't get hurt or? I don't he think he can, I don't think he can fall down holes either. Okay, yeah. So so enemies walk right through you. You can fall down holes though, I think. And uh, he's got a spin jump. Um. He can't use uh, power-ups. Let's see, holes. Sounds like a real fun character, if you ask me. Okay, so you can fall down holes. Oh, okay. That's good. And you know how us at for Pixels are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Funky Kong style. Okay, so what do you prefer? Like, uh, I've heard a lot of uh, conversation about this lately, because everyone's like, just play uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, it's a better game. And I don't disagree that it's more, um, it, it has better creativity, but I, I still prefer this game over that. You know, I like Donkey Kong, but the problem I've always had with Donkey Kong is the floaty controls, which this sort of has, but I prefer Mario as a platformer over um, Donkey Kong. Even on the Super Nintendo, I preferred Mario. Yeah, like I love Donkey Kong Country and like every, like, country game that's come after that mm-hmm. yeah. but I will pick Mario over Donkey Kong 10 times out of 10 Yeah, that's right take that Jacob Rush <laughs> you and your Nintendo nostalgia just kidding <laughs> um, yeah so that's good I, uh, I'm i really enjoying playing it I've been putting a lot of time into it and you know on Friday like I just, I just stared at it for a second and be like Ah, oh, there's finally 2D Mario on the Switch. Like, I can't believe it took this long to get 2D <laughs> Mario on the Switch. Like, 
guys, I, what's going on with the Switch business? <laughs> it is kind of strange that there was no 2D Mario the first two years. Yeah, I do think we will see another 2D Mario. Oh, yeah. I think this was just kind of a... Well, it, it's a good game to port over. It's one of those, like, the problem with the Wii U is nobody bought it. So a bunch of new people are getting the chance to play these games that were back on the Wii U. Dude, I showed my friend from work, and we ended up uh, playing some uh, two-player, which is great, because I never get the chance to do that with someone locally. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's really, really fun to do that, to play this game with uh, two players. We were just having a laugh. It was great. But when I showed him the trailer initially, he I didn't tell him it was on the Wii U. I didn't tell him it was a port. He didn't have a Wii U. thought the Wii U was dumb. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't know about any of the games on it. So I showed him, showed him this. He's like, "Oh my god, this 2D Mario game looks awesome!" Just because I wanted to see like somebody who has like an unbiased opinion about mm -hmm. it, right? like, doesn't know that it was somewhere else first. And he was just super excited. And he went out and bought it like the day I showed him the trailer. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. So that just shows you like there's so much more potential for like sales because typically 2D Mario's even sell more than uh, than 3D Mario's yeah. because it's a game you can play with the whole family, especially with with the added multiplayer that these newer newer games have, right? Yeah. Joel, do you no. play these with your family at all, or do you uh, just play it solely by yourself? Uh, my son's been showing, like, showing some interest in it. Nice. And, uh, like, that was, like, his first, like, introduction to video games was uh, New Super Mario Brothers for the mm -hmm. Wii. Oh, yeah. So he would... When I was home with him, that's all we would play. He, that's all he wanted to do was just play Mario on the Wii. So I think seeing the same sort of art style makes him want to go back and like actually try it this time. Yeah. So it's nice that I'm actually able to actually get in there and play with him and actually kind of help him through different stages by like picking him up or like uh, being able to have him like transport into a bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty handy. That's the difficult part. Yeah. So, They've been showing a lot of interest in it, which they show more interest in this than they did in Odyssey. So, yeah, there's something about 2D Mario. It just, I don't know, it just feels so right. I well, I guess it was the first game I ever played was 2D Mario, so that's <laughs> probably why <laughs> we're a little, we're probably a little biased. <laughs> but uh, what would so what would you guys do to make so so we both think that we all think that there's going to be more 2D Mario coming for the Switch eventually. Yeah. Do you think they're going to continue in the vein of of new Super Mario Bros or are they going to change it? Because the new Super Mario Bros ain't that new anymore. Like when it first started on the DS, it was like, "Oh my god, we haven't seen 2D Mario in years," right? Like we were coming off of things like Sunshine, um it was like right before Galaxy or Galaxy had just shown up. Yep. So we haven't had we haven't had 2D Mario prior since the Super Nintendo. So besides all the remakes, obviously, but so I think that they're going to change the style again, um, and this is sort of hopeful, like what I honestly deep down I want. But also, it, it, it it's a possibility. So with <laughs> so with the uh, the added interest, I guess, or the renewed interest in like the bit graphics. So like with Shovel Knight and you know all these indie developers making games that are that are modeled after the 16-bit era. I want them to go back to the Super Mario World. And then do like the, you know, Ultra HD 16-bit. Like, it's not 16-bit, but it's modeled after it. So, something that looks like Shovel Knight, I guess. Sort of, mm -hmm. as far as, like, that style of world. But I want a direct sequel to Super Mario World. Like, I'd like for Super Mario to go back to, you know, Dinosaur Island, that, that area. And then all new levels and you know extras and secrets and stuff like that but go back to that you know style i think that would be amazing and there's also you know the possibility that they do that because of the you know renewed interest in that style of graphics and nobody will do it better than nintendo if they do i agree i don't have anything to add to that that's exactly what i want <laughs> <laughs> so, so what what hmm. i would think 
would be fantastic is okay so there's a couple of options here i think if um nintendo gave the super mario franchise the sonic mania treatment like do what sega did for sonic mania because that, yeah. that is like a return to form uh they did the old school graphics but still made it pop you know like visually and um again take it after the uh bring them back to dinosaur land and just and just give us more of that game like it's time for a return to dinosaur land like straight yeah. up it's time for a return to dinosaur. that could even be the tagline you guys can have that nintendo <laughs> but uh or or the other way i think uh it could go is say instead of the new super mario bros series it could be new super mario world yeah series. that'd be cool and um, because I know I know Nintendo's put a lot into this art style, and a lot of their art assets are based on this these like drawings of Mario and this 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 graphic style of Mario. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the kicker. So what you do is you pull a Mario Maker approach, mm-hmm. and you let you flip through the graphics. Back yeah. Back so back I was just back. gonna bring that up, so yeah. they can they can do it, and. Do but like the physics the... have to be the physics have to be based off a world. See, that's not the thing. Off of the new Super Mario Bros. series. I don't understand why they changed the physics like they did when they went to the new Super Mario Bros. Like Super Mario World was the juggernaut of Super Mario games. Like it had the best controls. It had the best world. It had the best levels. The length of the levels were good. It had so many secrets in it. I, that one it just hit it's a perfect game like it is the poster child of perfect games so i don't i i want them to go back to that control i think yeah. this new super mario which i love this new super mario game i've actually i've liked i've liked pretty much all of them but i don't like the floatiness that's the one problem i have with it he's, he's just a little too floaty mm-hmm. what about a new Super Mario 2. That'd be that would too. be really cool. I'd, like I'd dig that. You know, honestly, what I'd like is them to do a, a Super Mario... Like, okay, so we had the year of Luigi. Let's have the year of Mario, where they make a brand new Super Mario game that's in vain of Super Mario World, and then they do an HD um remake of like they can just straight up remake super mario bros 2 with new graphics and you know hd and all that don't have to add anything to it that was it's an interesting game and be i don't know i don't think it's all that like really known if you talk to people like that like that's kind of the the missed one it's definitely the black sheep of it yeah yeah or I'd like to see a HDified uh, Mario All Stars game. Yeah, yeah. Give, bring bring All Stars like back and make it. Well, they did it for the Wii, so they could just take that HDify it and then port it over. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I'd buy it. But they they just need to put new graphics into it. Like they yeah. They really well, see, need, like, and that's the thing. Like, if they did what you were talking about, where they allow the swap, like the the sprite swap thing. So yeah. you can go from this, I'm just going to refer to it as ultra 16-bit graphics, or you can go to the new Super Mario Bros. graphics, where they rebuild the levels in the super new Super Mario Bros., and they rebuild the levels in ultra 16, and then let you swap back and forth. I think that should just be a thing that's in all ga- Mario games, because then you please both, you know, crowds. Yeah, and a lot of, like, games lately that have been um, based on, like, older games or kind of, like, remakes of old games they've been adding that feature in there where you can just mm-hmm. swap between like old graphics and new which which you should be able to do it's just like a palette swap right yep but i hope if they do end up doing something like that with um all stars they they do need to like change something because i was pretty disappointed honestly with that we oh, yeah, all stars because <laughs> they did nothing to it right like, i have it was just... i have the super nintendo cart that's the exact same thing yeah well, hang on. You got that cool book, and you got the music CD. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't <laughs> one. To the game. There's there's a track on the the CD. One of them is Wahoo, and one of them's a coin sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real good value, right there. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys 
I really, they just need to go back to world. Bring yeah. things back to world. Definitely. Uh, but now back to our world. <laughs> the world that we live in in 2019. And that world is changing. The game landscape is changing right before our very eyes this year. And Joel, I think you have something that you want to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about Bungie and Activision uh, going their separate ways. What? And, yeah, it was kind of, it was a big shocker. It was, and I know uh, something about a big shocker. <laughs> She's going to do that. <laughs> um, a lot of it for me, like I think the biggest question in my mind was, who was the party that initiated the split? Right. Yeah, who was it? Is is Bungie like not happy with some of the practices that Activision kind of forced them to do with like microtransactions in the game? Um, was it Activision kind of saying, okay, well this this isn't performing as well as we thought it was going to do, and they don't want to see it through? Um, so I'm not sure, but I'm excited to see what's actually going to happen to the third installment of Destiny. Like hopefully that, like I believe that. I believe that Activision was holding Bungie back from what they actually wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not letting him do what was right for the game. Like, you can tell uh, by, like, their community manager, like, they do want to communicate and do things right for the fans. But on the same time, they also had to please the, like, the studio, right? Like, at Activision. Yeah, the publisher. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's that's the tough balance. Like, they, you hear about that a lot, where, like, you lose the creative control and you're just forced to, to do what the publishers think are going to make money, right? You know, and the and other thing, too... that might not be best for the game. Like, the, the other nice th thing about it is that they have... Uh, they take full control of everything now. Like, Activision has nothing to do with it now. They have full rights to, to all the property. Yeah, I'm surprised about that, actually. I didn't think that, was, that would end up happening, but that's really cool that it did. So that's the one thing that gives me hope, and that's the one thing that really makes me think that uh, it was Bungie that really wanted to separate and like give the fans yeah. the kind of destiny game that they want to give. Them. So I have a question on Bungie. So is Bungie and Activision have they always been together? Because no. I guess because the way I thought, because I thought Bungie was sort of like the Microsoft second party company like how uh like platinum games you know like platinum games is like that second party where a company can i guess buy one of your characters or whatever so yeah, then so basically what happened was bungie was the one that came up with halo yeah so, and it was just exclusively on xbox and okay. then when bungie and xbox split ways xbox bought all of the rights all of the like uh like in take like all the property of that's like included in Halo, mm -hmm. and then they put that to their three four three studios, and then Bungie went off, and that's when they came up with uh, Destiny, and then I'm not really sure how they got together with Activision, but that's basically how they were with Xboxes. They're kind oh, of like damn. exclusive, like first party second. Like so. Bungie goes back to 1990. They developed games as this one's Gnop, Gnop, and that Minotaur. was on that was on Mac OS. They had Operation Desert Storm, a Mac OS, Minotaur, um, Pathways into Darkness, Marathon. I didn't know that they were even a thing until Halo. <laughs> yeah, no, they're around for a while. But I didn't do. Yeah. I didn't play much on PC. I guess we didn't have. We never had a PC that really could play games. Yeah, I w I, me neither. But yeah, it looks like um, Microsoft bought them in two thousand, and then they had them until two thousand and seven, and then they uh, separated into their own thing again. Yeah. And in my opinion, like Halo Reach was like the like the mecca of all Halo game, right? Like. I feel like it had the best gunplay. It like it felt right. Like a lot of the newer maps they had were awesome. Uh, the story was really good mm -hmm. in Reach, and I just feel like what could they have done if they're able to go ahead and make Halo Four, right? Like Halo Four was okay. Halo Five is kind of like the bastard child of the series. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping that they can like three four three can bring that series back to the new Halo game, but in my opinion, like. Halo Reach is like the best Halo game 
that was made. See, I never played Halo Reach. Um, played the shit out of ODST, and then I got back into Nintendo shortly after that. So I really didn't play my Xbox. Well, because my Xbox it red ringed, and then I didn't have one for quite a while. And then I ended up getting the new model for Christmas, and then. Yeah, I missed out on a lot of games, and Halo, Halo Reach was one of those. So it says here that, um, that Bungie entered into an agreement with uh, Activision uh, ten, in, in 2010. It was a 10-year publishing deal that they were going to do, So, but it, they, they made sure to say that any new intellectual po- properties that we developed, they will be continued to be owned by Bungie, not Activision. And uh, they terminated that after the eight years. That's what's happening now. And now they have all their rights back to Destiny. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. uh, I didn't know that their servers ran through Battle.net with Blizzard. (laughs) I'm learning all kinds of stuff today. (laughs) I know, right? Man, I didn't know that much either. But yeah, you were saying earlier that a lot of the folks are from. from um, the Metroid team, you know? Yeah. Or is, that, or is that the other team? What, what, what was 434? Wasn't that the one that was all... 343. Three, yeah. Yeah, that, those yeah. are the ones that worked on Metroid. Yeah, so yeah. that team... Um, I, I guess, I don't know. 343 was around. Oh, yeah, they, they were around before Halo 4, right? 343? Because they are... Yeah. They're like Microsoft's, you know, main developer developing studio right yeah so 343 was made for xbox halo halo so uh i i don't remember what happened but so when bungie stopped after halo reach or whatever um or microsoft or 343 they they needed a a new group of developers and they went in and sniped the the developers from the retro team that worked on the that created metroid prime um and they worked on all three of those games they uh, like the majority of them got pulled they got really 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 good offers from microsoft to go over and develop halo 4 and uh you know so the bulk majority of the metroid prime team ended up over there um and you could see a lot of influence i think that's why that one wasn't as well received was because they did change um, some of the controls and physics of that game but you can feel a lot of the influence from Metroid Prime and Halo 4 because Halo 4 is the last Halo game that I've played but and the only reason I played was because they they I found out that it was a Metroid team <laughs> yeah, Halo, good. Halo 5 has a lot of issues so. Did they say who's developing the newest Halo that's supposed to be coming out? Yeah, it's uh, 343. It? Okay. So they have, uh, they say that the Bungie is going to be making another game that they're currently making. It's called Matter. Uh, it looks like that's going to be on PC only, though. So maybe it has something to do with whatever they were creating for that. Maybe that that's where they didn't see eye to eye with uh, Activision. On top of all the Destiny stuff, obviously. So what what was the big deal with Destiny 2? Like, obviously, in here it said there's a lot of issues or whatever, but the game wasn't well-received. Like, did Activision, like, they must have held back on the, the creative process on that game or whatever. I haven't played mm-hmm. it. I own it, and I haven't played it, so. Like, there's some issues with, like, the, the pay-to-win yeah on it and then also too there is a big issue with some of the game became locked if you didn't buy the first part of the dlc like there'd be raids and stuff like really that go on to hmm. so you get to buy this dlc instead of having it like basic things that were included with the game day one would become locked behind the, the like the like the first dlc pack so people were really upset about that and it's just a lot of little tiny missteps that I feel like it it's just like an Activision. You look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's Activision. Yeah. Trying to Pocket trying money. To, yeah. So I'm, well, I'm really optimistic about the new Destiny. So. Yeah, it's so, exciting to see what they can do now that they uh, don't have restraints like that. Yeah. 
So there's a new Destiny that's in development then, like so like a Destiny 3, or not just another add-on? I would imagine so. They have all the DLC that's done for the game now, so yeah. the last patch went out a couple months ago. You know, and, and Destiny's a really good series. Like, I played a lot of the first game, and, uh, you know, it's a really fun game. As long as you have somebody, a couple people to play with, um, it's it's a great game. So it'd be it'll be cool to see where they take it. You know, having more freedom with it. Yeah, like the gunplay was really good in it. I I also liked where you would be able to like, if you didn't have friends, you're able to jump in with other people yeah. online who are in the same world and just kind of tag along with them. So I really liked it. But then again, I wasn't there from day one when they were doing all that kind of stuff to the people who bought the game day one they kind yeah. of smacked Facebook DM and stuff like that so um, I'm hoping that it's a that it's a like a fresh start for, for the new Destiny game to kind of just shake that off and move on yeah that'd be awesome so um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on with that no, I think that's good on that one. So I've I noticed that uh, Sheldon's been making some videos on YouTube. Ooh, I have, and that's what I was going to bring up. So um, I just put a video out uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, day before, um, and that was talking about the Nintendo rumors. There's one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, kind of get your input. What do you think? What do you think happened with the the rumored Nintendo Direct? Do you think they had something planned, or do you think it was just a rumor? Like, do you think we're going to see something? Like, obviously we're going to get a Direct some point before the end of the fiscal year, but uh, what do you think uh, happened there? I don't think anything happened there. I don't think nothing happened. So that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on there being a Nintendo Direct. Um because usually we hear about it closer to the you know the first of the year if there's going to be one. Yeah, I think people were just kind of looking at it the same way I looked at it when I the last Nintendo Direct, right? Like I went back to years before and I'm like, oh, typically this is the time period in the last three years that Nintendo's like to put out a Direct. So yep. it's likely going to be somewhere in here, right? Like for me, that's why I feel like they're not, we're not going to see anything until like the second or third week of February. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. like last year, remember, everybody's like, "I need to put it out in January. The Switch is gonna die because nobody knows anything that's going on." And blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's the same thing every time, right? People all the time like to shit on Nintendo and say, "Well, they need to do this. They need to do that." Listen, know what? They don't need to do anything. Because oh no. As soon as they say, they could say one thing, and the next day, the entire world is looking at them. So they don't need to plan these things out. If they want, they can say, "Oh, hey, Animal Crossing," and all of a sudden, next yeah, just listening to. It. See, and and my thought process on it was, if Nintendo, like, if the Switch wouldn't have sold, like, freaking cocaine in Detroit, then we probably would have got a uh, a direct in January to boost, you know, some to get more press looking at the Nintendo Switch to push it. But since it's selling and it hasn't slowed down, like it's the the sales number on it is just crazy like how fast it's selling. Um so I don't think Nintendo really has much to worry about. They gave us, you know, that little hint on Animal Crossing coming to the Switch and then we got those uh you know the the surprise drops for Kirby and uh, Yoshi's Crafted World last week yeah. or on Thursday. You know, so I I don't think they're in a situation where they need to push information out. I think they can just hold their cards close to their chest and really get something good planned. And that's kind of what I said in my video. Um, I think they're gonna hold on, wait till they have you know a bulk of stuff to talk about and actually have like gameplay ready and then do a direct which i i'm in favor of i'd rather them have it well planned out and actually give me new stuff to look at and then do it that way yeah and that's kind of what i look at like they're just had to get things up been on two directs right yeah yoshi and kirby um and the thing too is people are like oh, well what's the big what's the first big game of the new year well, now you have it. The first big game of the new year is going to be Yoshi's Crafted World. Yep. Right, that's the big game to look forward to in the first part. And then whatever else they come out with, who knows? But at least we know what's coming out in two months. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the only thing. That's the only reason I thought there might be a direct in January is because we didn't know when those games were coming out. But in true Nintendo fashion, they're like, "Well, you don't know. Now here you go. Now you know. Now leave us alone." <laughs> and don't forget too that their new practice. They're not going to give us stuff that like six, like no. further out than six months out. Right? Yeah, like they might tell us what's coming. Like remember last year, they didn't tell us what was coming out until uh, like was it like July or something like that with the last. Yeah. Well, it was E3, right? E3, yeah. And then they had that small direct for Smash. But you know... They typically tell us what's coming a year, two years, three years in advance, right? And the difference is, too, is the third-party support. The Switch is getting more and more third-party support every day. Nintendo's not the only one that's keeping the system alive. So it took a lot of the pressure off of Nintendo. So I think people just need to get used to there not being a Nintendo Direct every three or four months because Nintendo doesn't have to do that now because they're getting third-party games. So we're constantly getting more third-party games. We're hearing about more games coming to Switch, like Mortal Kombat's coming to Switch now. So the more third-party stuff we get, the less we're going to hear, or the less often we're going to hear from Nintendo as far as a straight-up direct. Well, and let's be honest, there's no possible way that you can play every single game that's coming out every week. No. Like, there's, I don't think I would ever be able to say this, but there's too many games. Yeah. Like, I don't, it, it's impossible to play all of them, right? You know, I, that's my problem is I got, there's like, my wish list on the eShop is miles long. I have so many games I want to play, but I feel like there has not been a dead period in the Switch's lifespan so far. I've always had something to play. I've always had too much to play. Like, I still have games from the first year of the Switch that I haven't even played. Yeah, me too. Like, like I don't... Like, they need to stop doing something so I can catch up on my backlog. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a good it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, either there's going to be a direct to this month or there's going to be one next month, and if there isn't, then they're just going to drop stuff on Twitter. Either way, they're going to get people hyped with something at yeah. some point. So it's like, whatever. Like I, I like getting caught up in the hype, but at the same time, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. Like, just, <laughs> that's what it is. Right, like, the thing I have to do is just sit back and laugh at all these people. Like, no, January 10th. Guaranteed yeah. January 10th. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Right, unless Nintendo says it, you have no idea. Make it a guess, and now you've made yourself look stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so many there's so many things that Nintendo does where they're just like, we have no idea what we want until they show it to us. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, and that's it. So like, just I don't know. I I just I like getting wrapped up in the fun of it, but it's that's all it is is fun. It's like guys, it's games. You know, like these said, games are supposed to be fun. <laughs> I'm still sticking to the fact that it's not going to be until the second or third week. Thing. What was like that? Direct. I don't think we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna stick to it. That we're not gonna see a direct until the second, third week of February. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see something in February. Um, it's like we did last time. There was that mini direct, and then February came, and that's yep. when we had a bigger one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. We'll get the you know typical right before the end of the fiscal year. Here's what's coming. Also, you know, I think as we get closer to March, we're going to hear about some more of their smartphone stuff too, like Mario Kart on smartphone. You know, that's getting pretty close to when they said that they'd be re ready to um, release it. So, and the potential for that could be incredibly, like, huge. Yeah. You know? Mario Kart is one of those franchises that just everybody knows. Everybody knows, like, what the basis is. Everyone can enjoy it. If they did that, like, right that could be huge for them because Mario Kart's always like a big seller for them too. Like just yeah. look at the Switch Mario Kart. It's been it's has a incredible like it's it's incredibly an evergreen title, you know, so it like just keeps on selling. Yep. So that could be that could be pretty huge. Who knows? And like that that was something that we didn't know about either that they just were like casually like, "Oh yeah, and uh, we're going to put Mario Kart out before the fiscal year on smartphones." So like that could happen again with anything. Yeah. I'm just most excited to see what the final number of final numbers for sold, what? the hmm. final numbers for Switches sold this year. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one when they do that. Uh, we'll have to have a big uh, blowout when they do their investors Yeah. Uh, stuff. We'll have a big podcast on that stuff. So That'll, that'll be, be cool. 
But guys, I think it's time to start wrapping her up. Uh, is there anything else going on that we that the folks should be paying attention to? Joel, yeah. you got something? I got nothing. Um, well, save the falcon. <laughs> save, save the falcon. <laughs> Hashtag save the land falcon. Um, so the uh, YouTube channel is going to have more than we're, we're taking some of the pressure off Joel. So he isn't the only one making videos, but, uh, there will for sure be a video out every Thursday now, um, Thursday and maybe Friday, but, uh, for the most part, it'll be every Thursday and going forward, maybe in another month or so, um, I'm going to focus on trying to get two videos out on the YouTube channel a week. But I want to, you know, kind of build build up some stuff. So for now, it'll be one video a week. Um, and it'll kind of be mainly Nintendo-focused. So you can uh, keep your eyes out for that. If you haven't, you know, subscribe, turn on notifications over there. And if we hit our donation or Patreon goal, that means Sheldon will have shirtless Sheldon Saturdays videos yes. up as well. Oh, yeah. I'll do shirtless Saturdays. <laughs> is that really one of our goals? No. Oh. It, it is now. It is it now. Is. What I thought Joel was going to talk about was uh, his Minecraft server that he set up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you should talk about that. Yeah, Hashtag no, save me. the life. <laughs> right over my head. Um, so, yeah, no, we uh, started a Minecraft server, Quest for Pixels. Yeah. So I have it open to people to join if they are friends of ours. Um, so anybody can join. Um, and I'm not sure if you're able. I've never really looked to join somebody else's server. So I don't know if you can just search the uh, name of the realm. Uh, but it's Quest for Pixels, capital Q, capital P, the number. Four. And uh, yeah, I got my I got my little village, the edge of uh, the snowy mountain. So, uh, if you if you play Minecraft and you're looking to play, you can go ahead and uh, jump on in there. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, and I think uh, we're gonna be trying to just overall be a little more active again. We're we're kind of working on some strategies to put in place here, which will be great. Um, we got a new article from Joey Splats that ju yeah. just went up or just about to go up. And uh, that one's going to be interesting. A lot of people are probably not going to like it, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's a good one. Yeah, it's it's live on the website right now. So www.questforpixels.com. And with that, guys, I think we will talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Later. Mario. Mario. <laughs> <laughs>